When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm so upset with that show open today, uh, not because it's not Canty and Carlin. It's Peter Burns and Shea Cornette. But the fact of I was couldn't wait to talk about the 49ers win, what Brock Purdy did last night, Zach Wilson being ruled out. We got Devin White, linebacker for the Bucks, in like, uh, what, five minutes joining us here on the program, Shay. But now I want to go three hours deep into nothing but Christmas card material. And if it's a flex or solid flex, that's, that's I, what I'm trying to figure out. I'm so upset that I sent both Canty and Carlin a Christmas card. I immediately regret it. I'm just kidding. I actually didn't send either one of them a Christmas card. I'm happy I didn't because they would have just looked at it and been mad and thrown it in the trash. You you only send pictures of your family in these Christmas cards like one time a year. Can't we just like show our best selves? I mean, come on. Not everyone's got Instagram. Not everyone's all over Facebook. True. Like this is our moment to shine. Give them a it, minute. It is the moment, right? So basically you get, it's kind of like a, sending a tweet, but you only send one tweet a year. So you have to make sure exactly. every single character, like the paragraph is is, is done. The, the pictures are done perfectly. And basically, you need to be like Brock Purdy was last night, which is just flawless. How about that, that victory? Transition. 49ers clinch the NFC West with that win over the Seahawks, 21-13. to 13. And again, it is just, uh, I don't want to call it magic, but it's making sure you don't step into any potholes. That's what Brock Purdy did. And right off the bat, I want you to listen to what Kyle Shanahan, 49ers head coach, had to say in the postgame presser to be able to clinch the division and just have a couple days we can relax a little bit but um there's no doubt about it i mean this isn't um our final goal by any means i'm very proud of our team and what we accomplished throughout the year to get to this um our goal is to get in the tournament and we accomplished that today but um now it's all trying to set that up to be the best situation we can and uh, hopefully get some of our guys back too in the process Shay, how has your your thoughts about this 49ers team changed, not only in last night's win, but just over the last two or three weeks with Brock? Nope, hasn't changed. Um, I've been on this Niners train since early this season, uh, you could say in the off season. I always thought Jimmy Garoppolo would take over, whether there was an injury or not, to Trey yeah. Lance, and I thought they would be on this trajectory. And the fact that they have Mr. Relevant stepping in and has this kind of quarterback play just adds to the allure of the 49ers. Too many weapons on both sides of the ball, too dynamic on both sides of the ball. I think we can agree, Peter, and you and I haven't even talked about this really, but like the Eagles are right there in the NFC. If you don't no have doubt. them as the favorite, like – I, I I don't know what to tell you. But if you look at the numbers between the Eagles and the Niners, I mean, they're virtually the exact same. The Niners a little bit better defensively. The Eagles a little bit better. And I'm talking a smidge offensively. And then special teams are virtually the same. So these two teams are, are neck and neck. And when you saw mm-hmm. Jimmy Garoppolo get hurt, who I think we – Everyone has talked about how he's just basically this game manager and isn't isn't the reason why the Niners win, but maybe in spite of him. And then you have a guy like Brock Purdy step in, who yeah. you could argue has played better than Jimmy Garoppolo. I mean, this this to me is just Kyle Shanahan in a nutshell. Like, yep, whatever you throw my way, I'm going to figure out how to work with it, and I'm going to show you all who's boss, and here are the Niners just quietly just going about their business at the right time, winning seven straight games. What this team of the 49ers reminds me of is a lot, and I cover SEC football for a living, right, as the anchor of the SEC Network. It reminds me a lot of what we said about the Georgia Bulldogs last year. Unbelievable defense, and they had a quarterback that sometimes, well, did you win because 
of Stetson Bennett or uh, in spite of him. But then guess what? People understood, well, that was part of the brilliance of Todd Munkin, and that's part of the brilliance of Kyle Shanahan, is putting Brock Purdy in a position to where he felt comfortable extremely comfortable and now that they go ahead and lock in the nfc west and again you look at this the fourth time in two decades that they have had that opportunity to do it they go on a big time victory for them big time game coming up this weekend's going to be uh tampa bay buccaneers versus joe burrow and the Bengals. joining us right now is uh, on behalf of bud light and we'll get to what uh, he's doing with bud light in a minute is devin white uh, of the bucks uh, joining Peter Burns and Shea Cornette here on ESPN Radio. Uh, Devin, we were just talking about it. I, I assumed uh, you could be our analyst right now. Did you watch a little Thursday night football? Your, your thoughts on some NFC squads? Uh, yeah, I, I definitely watch it. I always like to uh, tune in because you never know what teams you're going to play again. And, man, just watching the 49ers, their defense playing phenomenal. They run into the ball. You know, they just having fun with it. Obviously, they got a great uh, defensive coordinator and they got a Hell of an offensive coordinator, man. I think he's uh, scheming things up pretty well to give the young quarterback uh, easy reads and easy throws to just get them going. And obviously they got fast old linemen that like to get up on linebackers really, really fast and <laughs> make the D-line work extra hard because they got to, you know, make plays on the backside. And I think they're doing a great job overall. And Devin, like that was perfect the way you laid all that out because you saw firsthand, obviously, the Niners, what, a week ago and Brock mm-hmm. Purdy there front and center. So the way you just pointed that all out for us is great. Um, let's talk about your squad, the Bucks, six and seven, leading the NFC South. I would assume this isn't exactly how you scripted it, the way this season would go. But nonetheless, you're still in the driver's seat. OK, so what is the mindset kind of in the locker room here? You guys are in the final home stretch of the season. How do you get it done the rest of the way? I think you get it done by just, man, just having a lot of energy. You know, looking at, like, watching the game from last night, looking at how those guys, you know, who has who have won seven straight, you know, the type of energy and effort that they plan with. And obviously execution, man, everything you do, you got to execute it at a high level. And, I mean, you know, just take it one play at a time, one game at a time. You know, I kind of that's kind of been our mindset, you know, going into the final four to, like, let's hit a stride. You know, we obviously know that once you get in the playoffs, your record don't mean anything. Everybody or no, and it's single elimination. But before you uh, make talk about playoffs, you got to win the game that's in front of you. So I think we've been so – we want to focus on taking it one week at a time and just, you know, winning our one-on-ones and playing everything in one play at a time. And, you know, just hopefully, um, you know, we do that at a high level and, we you know, we play the ball that we are capable of playing. Tampa Bay Buccaneers linebacker Devin White joining Peter Burns and Shea Cornette here. Who do you text when watching the games? Like you, you, you do it solo. Are you texting your boys? Who you te- are you texting Joe Burrow? Who you getting ready to play? Just saying, hey, listen, you know, are you watching this or what? Nah, I mean, uh, when I'm watching games, man, I always text Levante, man. I always try to see, uh, especially if it's a team we just played or uh, we played a running back, and if I had him in man coverage and, I, you know, I limited him to no yards and, <laughs> and when another linebacker holds him or, you know, I'm like, dang, Levante, that, that uh, kiddo doing – he killing them, but he didn't do that against you. You know, I'm always texting like, hey, look at the line. You see how fast they're getting up? Like, it's just di- different little tips that, that I see just to make sure that we hone in on because it's a copycat lead. And, you know, uh, if it work on one team, it'll work on another if you don't uh, correct it. 
Dev, speaking of Joe Burrow, <laughs> and, and not the texting part of it, but the fact that you guys do have to face him this weekend. Look, this is a Bengals squad that is dangerous and proven to be dangerous, obviously, a year ago. But now they're starting to find their stride as well here in, in the latter part of the season. But what do you see when you see Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, Joe Mixon, all the T. Higgins, all the weapons that Bengals squad has? I see a bunch of athletic guys. Uh, with a great quarterback who's uh, coming into his own as one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL right now, uh, playing at a streaming high level and distributing the ball pretty well. And, you know, obviously they got a, a good run game as well. It's complimentary. You know, I feel like they're a pass-first team, but they uh, run the ball just enough to keep you honest, and I think they're doing a, a great job at what they what they do. Devin, I was just in – I'm from Baton Rouge, Louisiana, actually right across the bridge in Port Allen, Louisiana. It's a diehard LSU fan. And so now I sit there and go, what the hell do I do this weekend, right? Do I, do I pull for former number 40 or do I pull for, for Joe Burrow? Like, I mean, how, you've got to realize this is a house divided for LSU fans this weekend. Yeah, it's definitely a house divided. You know, um, should I think we got the same amount of Tigers on now. They got three. Yeah, we got three. They got yeah. three. Yeah, I think we got the same amount of Tigers on the team. So, obviously, just root for the team that win at the end. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, I'll joke inside. I say I say that, but like you, you rocked forty at LSU, and we've talked about the, kind of the next, you know, great, great players, the next guys that are going to come up, the next Devin Whites, the next Von Millers, and there's a lot of forty uh, uh, down there in, in Harold Perkins Jr. How, how much have you had a chance to watch his game? And, and I mean, is this a guy that you think could play in the in the NFL next year if if he could? Oh, man, that guy going, as soon as he's eligible to go, man, I recommend him to go. He's a generational talent, just, you know, God-given ability. And obviously, um, as he get older, he's going to get more comfortable, more coaching, and more experience. He's going to be even better. And, you know, he's wearing the white jersey, the right jersey. They called me to give my respect to wear that jersey because, obviously, I, I did a lot for the program. And, man, I'm not a guy that's not going to shine on somebody uh, else's light. I actually felt like it was, it was very honorable to put another great player in a, in that in that jersey and let him go on to do great things as well rather than putting it up and just, you know, acting like it's forgot about. But obviously when you see that jersey, you see greatness. So I'm very thankful that he even wanted to wear it because I think coming out, he wanted to be another number. But until he was like, you know, Devin with his jersey, I respect Devin. So I'm like, hey, much respect to you too, my guy. <laughs> Uh, Dev, going back to the current Buck squad, you know, whenever there's an opportunity to ask about Tom Brady, like we pounce on it. So, um, look, if we've seen him be animated on the sidelines this year, I said earlier, I, I don't think that this is as you scripted it as the Bucks wanted it to go this year. But nonetheless, finding a stride still first in your division. What kind of uh, this is such a weird question for me to even phrase, but like, how can you put into words the kind of leader that Brady is in the locker room and the way he fires up all phases of the game? Um, man, first and foremost, man, Tom Brady is a crybaby. Nah, just playing. But now nah, he's a great he's a great leader, man. Obviously he's a guy that's full of emotions and, and and that's coming from that winning mentality. He know what it takes and we talked about it after the game. You know, being in this league is not easy. Playing football on Sundays is not easy. It's hard, but you gotta be up to the challenge and and you gotta strain. In this league, every play you have to strain to get the job done. And I think, man, that's what that's what he be doing. He be letting the guys know like that we're gonna be in the fight. Nobody's just going to um, roll out and uh, fall over and let us just walk over him. And I think he just tried to emphasize that to his offensive line and, and, you know, his skill guys. So, at the end of the day, man, he's a very emotional leader. And I think sometimes it takes emotions in this game to get your point across. 
Devin, what I mean, this is what fourth season in the NFL, and and my, you know, what's something that you know now that you wish you would have known the first day you got that Bucks uniform, like that that you tell rookies coming to the league, like, hey, rook, this is what I didn't know back in the day. Um, I think I say the number one thing that I tell a guy, you know, uh, coming in, you know, something that I know now just by being here and uh, you know, being with the program, any program, it's been an NFL period. Um, most definitely would always be every day is an interview. You know, no matter what role, what rank you come in at, every day is an interview. It's a lot of people that work in, this, work in the building, and they're always watching you. And you never know, you might get cut by one team, but they got good things to say about you that can land you on another team, or it might not work out just because, you you know, you didn't handle your interview well every day when you walked in the building. So, um, I think I didn't know that coming in. You know, I just you know more college you pick that school and you kind of they kind of under your scholarship. But the NFL not like that. And I think a lot of guys don't know that coming in. You know, they think oh you get drafted there or they pick you up in free agency as a undrafted free agent that that's what you're supposed to be and that's home. But it don't work like that. It's a real business. Yeah, it's a, it, it is. It is a business. And, and like at least in college now, you can actually promote products. So name, image, likeness, that would have been great for you back in the day. But now you do it as well on the pro level. Tell me about the partnership with Bud Light and what you got going on with them. Yeah, I mean, obviously, um, I'm doing something great with Bud Light, you know, especially with it being around the holiday time. And I'm giving um, a special fan a chance to win uh game-worn signed jersey by myself and um, obviously two tickets to – our January the first game at Raymond James uh, Raymond James Stadium, mm-hmm. and all you have to do to inquire this jersey is tweet uh, hashtag Bud Light present and hashtag Sweet States at Bud Light or visit Bud Light uh, on Twitter to uh, give yourself an opportunity to win this awesome prize going into the holiday. All right, man. Hashtag Bud Light present. And uh, in Jordan, I mean, uh, in, in Shay, you can go ahead and actually tweet that here in like two weeks and actually possibly uh, get some of the product as well, too. Just not right Perfect. now. Yeah, not, not right, right now. now. After not the right baby. Now. Yeah, after, after the, the baby. baby. We'll work on that. Yep. Hey, Devin White, uh, keep crushing, man. Well, we appreciate the time this morning, today, all right? All right. Thank you. Watch me ball out Sunday, you know? Oh, Ooh, we will. There it is. Don't balling worry. out. It's, <laughs> we'll be um, it is. You, you will be watching that. Um, it's fascinating to me this matchup, right? Because it feels, and I think it's it's almost too cliche to say, is this going to be a passing of the torch game, right? I mean, Tom Brady, the goat, the best to ever do it. But like, if there's one quarterback right now that I look at, and no offense to Brock Purdy or, or even Jalen Hurts, who's trying to build his way, I feel like after what we saw with Joe Burrow last year, that this is a game that's even bigger than just kind of like, hey, hey, playoff seeding, right? This feels like kind of one of those regular season games, Shay, that you f- that, 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 that kind of defines a young player's um, uh, avenue or, 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 or window of how open it is to, to, to win championships. Yeah, I, I agree with you in some capacity. I, I, I feel like Joe Burrow has already proved enough to me. Like, I've already seen the greatness out of him and the goodness out of him to think that he's reliable – when it matters, in clutch situations, in the playoffs, um, in games like this when you're going up against a GOAT, nothing intimidates the dude. Nothing. It doesn't matter who he's playing against. So for me, I feel like I've seen enough out of him and this entire Bengals squad, quite frankly, that makes me believe they can beat anybody, truly. And I mean anybody. We've already seen them take care of the Chiefs. Like, they've already kind of slayed the dragon, so to speak. Mm. They just couldn't get over the hump in the Super Bowl. So, um, 
I love these kinds of matches where it's like old versus young, and we see it a lot, obviously, with like Rodgers and Brady <laughs> versus guys like Mahomes and, and Burrow. The Jedi but, Master, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. But for me, at least, I, I do. And maybe this is partially a little bit biased because I do have a husband who's like a diehard Bengals fan. So I watch way too much Bengals and I'm too invested in them for my own good. But I do feel like I've seen enough out of this of this Burrow led football team over the last two seasons to think nothing will intimidate them. No yeah. stage is too big. And it doesn't matter who they play on a Sunday, on a Saturday, in the postseason, in the first game of the year. They can they can find a way to get it done. Crazy that you've got Tom Brady as a home underdog. Nine and three in his career of getting that done as a home underdog. One of the reasons why Bengals have been rolling right now, looking for their first six-game win streak back since 2015. You could be a part of the Canty in Carlin Nation of the Dr. Pepper and Colin line. That's 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. ESPN Nation presented by Dr. Pepper. It ain't college football season without the delicious taste of an ice-cold Dr. Pepper, the one fans deserve. Now, Shay, I don't know if you know this, but I'm going undefeated in the bowl pick them deal. Just oh, so you know. know. I'm I 43 know. for 43. Was that a you humble brag? Um, slightly... No, it's just a brag. There's no oh, humble just a straight, about it. There's nothing I'm, humble. I'm calling my straight, shot right now. Already got UAB brag. on the board. They won early. Meet me, my UTSA Roadrunners, where I played college golf at. Coach Jeff Trailer. They're going to get that win against Troy. Just saying. Not a big deal, but it kind of so is. So it's a, big a deal. college. I'm sorry. It's a bowl. What is it? What are you bowl winning? A bowl pick challenge. A so, bowl pick em challenge. I'm not involved right. in this. I wasn't invited. So I don't know. I don't know the details. Peter. I'll invite you next time okay, only next time. if I get the Cornette Christmas card. Okay, big deal. And now we're even. Got it. Okay. This is a very good trade. You can get a Christmas card as long as I get invited to the bowl uh, pick them. Pick okay, That's all we want, right? That's um, all I need. I just need the, the way, invite. Um, you'll get that invite. Uh, Zach Wilson got the invite as well, too. Just kind of like, boop, hey, you want to come play quarterback? We need Welcome you. Welcome back. You're no longer Welcome. the third string. You're yeah. now the number one. Yeah. Awkward? Yeah, uh, well, the, the Jets need it. So how important is this game for the future of the NFL? We'll ask Jeremy Fowler. He's going to be joining us next. She's Shay Cornette. I'm Peter Burns. This is Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. 
Kansi and Carlin, ESPN Radio and the ESPN app, always presented by Progressive Insurance. No Canty, no Carlin. Shea Cornette carrying us. Uh, I am Peter Burns. Follow us on Twitter at Shea Pepler uh, at uh, Peter Burns ESPN. Big news that just came out on Twitter a couple of minutes ago from Pete Thamel, our uh, insider, the machine when it comes to college football breaking news. Alabama scheduled to play Kansas State in their bowl game. It has been announced that both Bryce Young and Will Anderson will participate and play for the Alabama Crimson Tide. How about that, Shay? Real Good. quick, ex- uh, that, that makes it exciting, obviously, to watch these bowl games. I I understand why players don't want to play, but when they do want to play, it obviously just gives us more reasons to pay attention and watch and and. Give scouts at the next level also reasons to pay closer attention, so that's good news. Oh, yeah, I'd love to see that as uh, you look at guys that are going to be arguably two of the top five picks in next year's NFL draft. Speaking of the NFL, senior NFL reporter Jeremy Fowler joining us right now here on the show. Jeremy, let's start with this. Uh, Robert Sala has gone like 17 different directions in explaining the Zach Wilson and Mike White situation at QB1. What do you make of this whole thing? Yeah, Peter, it's uh, it's hard to wrap the head around this because the Jets said that they were preparing for Mike White to play. Mike White himself said he is no doubt playing. Uh, usually that means the guy's playing, that there's that, that that's enough transparency uh, to get a guy to the finish line. But uh, the team didn't fully commit, and so there is wiggle room. And uh, it sounds like my understanding is they wanted to give Mike White time to see if there was either an independent doctor or somebody else who could clear him give them more clarity on some optimism around the rib injury. But with a fractured rib, uh, that became difficult to do. And so they just feel like it was better to keep it safe. And, and Zach Wilson's the guy they want to give another chance to. They wanted Mike White to play. They, they certainly um, were trying to give him every chance. But they also are a little intrigued by what Wilson can do after the time off. They feel like he had a good reset. Jeremy, let's go to the uh, Dallas Cowboys, please, because Jerry Jones is alluding to the fact that uh, Odell Beckham Jr. is going to be a Cowboy, essentially, and I'm paraphrasing there. But then I hear reports that perhaps he might not even be ready to play this year. I'm a little confused with the Odell situation, so can you just give it to me straight here? What's going to happen with OBJ? (laughs) Well, Shay, here's what I know, uh, at least through the week, is that early in the week, I talked to several teams, including some that have been involved with Odell Beckham and have researched him, looked into potentially signing him, who, who thought that he was leaning towards sitting out till March. And because then he would be a free agent, he'd be completely healthy, and he'd probably be the best free agent wide receiver available. So the, as the theory goes, why play just for the playoffs and you know potentially jeopardize your money a little bit? Now, uh, since then, it looks like Jerry Jones has been persistent and uh, is continuing to try to crack the code here to potentially bring Beckham in this season, whether it's just for the playoffs. Uh, a lot of that is unclear, but the Cowboys still definitely won him, even though they were under the impression as early as this week that Odell was probably leaning toward not playing this year. So uh, it could be a little bit of gamesmanship on both sides um, to get the right deal, because I think Beckham wants some security for 2023 if he's going to do a deal. That I think that's at least uh, a notion – among some of the people involved. So uh, that's kind of a convoluted way of, of trying to answer it, but it's, it's a complicated matter. 
And, and what complicates this even more, Jerry, if I'm not mistaken, wasn't Odell, didn't the last deal that he did was like a one-year deal, but then he also accepted it partially in, in cryptocurrency as well, too, which is like just shattered in, in I mean, yeah. I, I joke around about that, but I think it's serious to where it wasn't a monster deal. You get taxed on half of that, and then all of a sudden it's worth 10% of what you originally signed for. I, I would imagine he looks at this and says, I absolutely need some financial security after playing last year on virtually, I mean, I mean, almost like paying the league to play. Yeah, I believe I saw that he had taken his salary in Bitcoin. He, he took a minimum salary last year, but then he had incentives. I don't know if the incentives are in Bitcoin or not. I would assume no. Uh, and he did hit some of those. So, yeah, he, I mean, he's obviously made good money in his career on and off the field as a marketable player. Um, but this is another chance here and probably the last chance to cash in. Um, it's a weak wide receiver class. Now, it's my understanding that he can play this year. It's just more toward the playoffs, like he'd be more ready for January. Um, so it's kind of like, well, do you want your first game in a year or almost a year to be with a new team in the playoffs? Like I, People I talk to around the league are just kind of skeptical that that's a real thing because that's tough, right? Like, hey, we'll just throw you out there for 20 plays in the playoffs. You know, like it's just it's not a, it's not like week 15 where you have a ramp-up couple weeks. You know, it's different. So – um, so we'll see. It, it still feels like anything can happen here, but uh, Dallas is, is the leader if it's going to happen. All right, let's stay in the NFC East here because the Commanders have a big game this weekend against the Giants. And is this the weekend we finally see Chase Young back with the Commanders? Because we have yet to see him so far this season. So it's on the table. I think it's going to be more of a weekend decision. Nothing firm yet. Um, but they've just been taking it really slow with him. So I'm, I'm uh, even though they're optimistic, uh, it's I'm still – you know, I still can't say yet that he's definitely playing. So um, be more of a game-time decision. I think it's it's a serious knee injury, so it's mental, right? Like you have to feel confident that you're ready to get on a field and take the hits. And um, so we'll see if by this weekend if he decides that he's okay with that and then the team's on board with that too. Uh, but the plan was, like, let's rest him two weeks ago and then we'll come up the bye week and then we'll have a home game, um, you know, on our turf. And they're, they're hopeful that that's enough uh, to get to the finish line with him in the lineup. Jeremy Fowler joining us here on Canty and Carlin with Shea Cornett, Peter Burns. And, and Jeremy, when we look at this, I'm fascinated because every time I see someone talk about Dolphins, Bills, it's not about Tua, it's not about Josh Allen, it's about what the weather forecast is going to be. And I keep going, oh, that's such a lazy crutch to break down such a great game. But do you think it actually plays a role in this? Like I keep, I keep telling myself it doesn't, yet I keep looking up the numbers of Tua uh, not playing in cold weather, and even Miami, for that matter, in their last, what, eight games, they've all lost uh, in, in when, when it's cooler. Is this a thing? Yeah. Probably. I, I don't know how it can't be, you know. Um, you hear varying stories from players and coaches about the, the factor of cold and snow. Um, you know, usually for quarterbacks, wind is a bigger issue. Uh, and the problem with Buffalo is that it's almost always windy, uh, almost every day. And uh, you mix that up with, with a, a mintry wicks of eight inches of snow, whatever they're supposed to get. And it's going to be interesting to see. Yeah, that's why Josh Allen going to Buffalo is a smart draft pick five years ago, whatever, because he's got the arm strength to pierce through that wind in Buffalo. So um, maybe Tua doesn't need that and just, you know, needs the ball placement and we'll be good to go. But, you know, Miami's got an edge to him this week. From what I understand, like, you know, they know that people are, are waiting for them to sort of fall apart here uh, and people to say that two is no good and, you know, they can't handle a big game in the cold. Like, so, they're, you know, they're going to respond. It just depends on if they're the better team. 
Uh, yeah, McDaniel wearing that shirt. I uh, only wish it was colder. I don't wish that upon anybody. Yeah. Uh, last question, most important <laughs> question for you, Jeremy Fowler. Christmas card guy or not? Do you send one out in the Fowler household or what? He definitely does. It's so, it's so fun. No, it, we don't. It's so oh. funny. Like, every year we get dozens of cards from friends, and we're like, it'd be so easy to get on Shutterfly and get a few pictures and send them out, and we never do it. Like We're just, I don't know. We, we need to get on the ball for 2023 with some Christmas cards. Yeah, and right. straight okay. to you. You okay. got time. You got time, Jeremy. New Year's <laughs> resolution. There it is mm-hmm. from Jeremy Fowler. We already found it. Uh, thanks, buddy. We appreciate the time. Hey, thanks, Jay. Thanks, Peter. Have a good one. See you, Jeremy. Uh, Canty and Carlin presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive Commercial Insurance can protect your small business with over 30 coverage options, an easy-to-use mobile app, personalized discounts, and more. Get a quote in as little as six minutes at ProgressiveCommercial.com. Discounts and coverage selections not available in all states or situations. Okay, yes, so yeah. Peter, before we uh, break, I want to go back to something that Jeremy talked about, and that's the fact about the Chase Young situation for the Commanders this weekend mm-hmm. against the Cow- uh, against the Giants. Excuse me. Um, obviously, a huge game in the NFC East, and I think at this point, every game down the stretch for Daniel Jones is a big one, right? Because we're trying to figure out what's going to happen with him next year. Is he staying with the Giants? Does he move on to another team? They obviously didn't pick up his fifth-year option. And if you have Chase Young, someone who's the complete wrecking ball on the other side going after a quarterback and disrupting um, you know, that Giants offense to a degree, uh, I think it makes a huge difference in the way that game is going to be played this weekend. So I am so anxious to see if he's going to play or not. I know Jeremy said it's kind of like a game-time decision as it has been, but this was kind of the week they were initially slating coming off a bye, a home game, all of the things. But, I mean, of all the storylines this weekend, that one's just like kind of flying under the radar. And for me, Peter, I feel like it could have huge implications on who wins that game and why. I'm glad you said that, Shay, because you're right. Like, we talk so much about Miami and what the weather's going to be like in Buffalo. And, oh, you know, you got Zach Wilson getting the start for, for the Jets and Brady versus Burrow. But you look at this de facto – I mean, this is basically a playoff game right here and right there, right? Sitting at the two wild card positions because I think if I looked it up earlier, if commanders win this game, 90% chance they're in. Like, projection-wise, they are a playoff team. This is basically a play-in game, 36% chance if they lose this game. And on the flip side, same thing basically for the Giants. They're down to – they're at 89% if they get in, 33% chance of getting into the playoffs or a chance to make the playoffs, according to ESPN Analytics. So, this is a a, a deal where how do you gauge the future of your franchise? And Chase Young, make no mistake about it, is a franchise player versus what your franchise can be. The question is, do you feel at, at 85% if Chase Young's worth that? I, I kind of think it has to be, right? Like, yeah. I, I kind of think you have to throw at least throw him out there early and figure out, hey, what, what do we have? And, and, and put him almost on a little bit more of a pitch count, per se, as opposed to not playing him at all. Yeah, I, you know, I'm I tend to lean like more conservative with injuries, especially when it's like franchise changing players like Chase Young is or your quarterback or whatever. Um, but I also don't think since they've really taken their time with him, obviously, and and Jeremy's right, this is a mental injury, obviously a knee injury, a serious one. But you know, if you throw him out there for a play or two and just say like, "Hey, how you feeling? Do you want to take a few plays off? Let's reevaluate at halftime, mm-hmm. whatever." Like. Is there any harm in that? I'm obviously not a team doctor, and I'm certainly not his coach. I don't know anything about Chase Young on a personal level. But I agree with you. Because of the magnitude of this game, maybe that's not such a bad idea. Uh, 
I think the mental edge as well. And two things, two quick things on that is the fact that if you're Daniel Jones right now, you know how big this game is for not only your franchise, not only for this year, but what your future brings as far as contract. And I guarantee you, if I'm looking up in warm-ups and all of a sudden I'm like, oh, Chase is playing. That, 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 I don't know if it changes the game. Hell, I'm not even more of a mental decoy, but that does something. And the other flip side of it, too, and I don't know, maybe it's because I go back and look at what that field did to, to Robert Griffin III back in the day. I almost look at what the field is looking like that day. I, I, I know that's kind of a fair. joke, no, but no, it really fair. isn't. It's almost like what the conditions are uh, at the home game because traditionally that has not been one of the best fields in, um, in all the NFL. Yeah, I, I do know the Northeast is supposed to get bad weather this weekend, so mm-hmm. I do wonder if that will play a factor. I hadn't thought about that, but it's a really good really good point. So we'll Mark see. it, we'll see. 44 minutes in, I finally made my first somewhat coherent point. We're getting there. <laughs> We're getting closer. It's I'm just the Pro- first one I've pointed out. That's <laughs> no, all. It's just no, the first no, no, no. I feel. I, I listen. I'm the one who's talking, and I feel like that's the first one that I've actually <laughs> okay, made that was enough. actually pretty smart. Uh, Shea Cornett, Peter Burns, and Sicanti and Carlin coming up. We'll talk more about the Jets and Zach Wilson. Why it's not just a big game from him, but could completely change the AFC. That coming up next on ESPN Radio. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I'm so disappointed. I was going to come back. I had a top of the second baseball joke about UTSA being up 2 nothing over Troy and the Duluth Trading Bowl, Cure Bowl. But then... Roadrunners just scored a touchdown. So there it is. Uh, there it is. I had a baseball joke, Shay, and it's Shoot. gone. I Darn feel it. like I missed something epic. But maybe uh, it'll come back next hour. You never know. Uh, maybe some scorigami out there. Shay Cornette, Peter Burns here. It is Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. Um, I'm trying to figure out... What in the world happens with the Jets this weekend? I'm so intrigued by this game. The Detroit Lions have been playing extremely well. And all week long, we heard news that Mike White was going to play, that he had been with the team in practice. He's like, I'm going to gut it all out. And then, of course, uh, Jets head coach Robert Sala in his presser had this to say about Mike White's status against Detroit. Mike White, he'll be limited out of practice, but he will be out. Um with that said, real quick, uh, regarding uh, the, the Mike White news, uh, before you guys all start tweeting, let me just kind of, I'm going to kind of chronicle this whole thing for you guys so we can get this one right. Um, Sunday after the game, obviously it's a ball documented. He was um, uh, taken to the hospital to get x-rays and all that stuff, and uh, all that stuff cleared. He got on the plane. Everything was uh, checked out fine. Monday, Tuesday, uh, same thing, get more evaluation. 
Uh, he was cleared for practice, uh, which he has been doing. He feels fine. But um, our doctors, uh, and rightfully so, would not clear him for contact. Huh? Cleared contact. <laughs> As I tried Got to it. figure it out. And it was interesting the way the Sala handled the presser. Right, like, hey, hey, before you tweet it out, let me tell you exactly how we got to this point. Like, making sure there was no miscommunication as far as anyone kind of holding his feet to the fire. So White's out now. You see Zach Wilson come in, who, by the way, hadn't been what available in a couple of weeks, not even on the roster. So, I mean, am I to believe that Zach has learned from sins in the past and he's humbled and ready to rock and roll, or is this like, hey, man, where are we rolling? Okay, first of all, I think that Robert Sala had to clarify exactly the timeline and how everything went down because it was so confusing. The fact that he went back in the second half and then had to have x-rays after the game and then was cleared and then practicing but not clear for con- – too much. It was too convoluted, too much. And then you've got Mike White saying that he feels good and he wants to play and Robert Sala saying he's throwing in practice, yet still he's not cleared for contact and that if it was seven on seven that he would be playing, but it's not. Okay, so the whole thing was, was a lot to absorb and to mm-hmm. grasp, and especially when you have a game that is pivotal for the, for the Jets and what they want to achieve this season and into the postseason. Okay, now we insert the Zach Wilson drama, right? Which, by the way, suddenly Zach Wilson went from the three – to the one, okay, we skipped over the Joe Flacco thing, which apparently, according to Robert Sala, happened a week ago. Maybe I just missed it. I guess Joe's just being like, nah, fam, I'm good. Like, yeah. just, just continue to cut the check. I'm, I'm all right. Like, Wilson wasn't even, you're right, on the active game day roster a few weeks ago, and now we've just skipped right to the one, which makes sense for a top five pick in the NFL draft. But to me, I felt like this now you would insert Joe Flacco as the reset is still happening with Zach Wilson. But nonetheless, that wasn't the situation. Okay, so Zach Wilson's coming in. Something Robert Sala said he thought would happen this entire season, which I didn't know, was that Zach Wilson would play again for the Jets. So here comes Zach Wilson now with an opportunity to prove that he, A, can take accountability, and B, he can somehow muster up more than 80 yards of offense against a very good Detroit Lions team whose defense is playing much better. They've won five out of their last six games. They've beaten the lights of the Vikings, who have the second best record in the NFL. And so good luck to you, Jets, because it feels a lot of moving parts going on, especially with the quarterback. Same thing, though, for the 49ers in the quarterback situation. But you know what Kyle Shanahan did was draw up a great game plan. Is that what we're going to get from LaFleur in the game plan that he's going to have for Zach Wilson, right? I mean, like, at this point, while Zach wants to prove himself that he's the guy, I almost wonder, Shay, if it's like, hey, just keep it simple, do what Brock Purdy did, which is exactly words we thought that we were going to utter three weeks ago. (laughs) Exactly. Be more like Brock Purdy. All right, we got a lot more coming up. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Peter Burns, Shay Cornette. We talk to Coach Herm Edwards next.